okay? And uh, now, all of a sudden, what if there's waterproof earbuds? I can finally catch up on that podcast. I can finally, you know, I've, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I had my phone in the shower the other day listening to Charles Dickens' David Copperfield. Guilty. I had 13 minutes left <laughs> off of a 34-hour audiobook. I had to push through. Phone's right here. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, it's such a good book, all right? But there, there's this noise. And here's what I've come to realize in my, in my own life is this. The more we inject this noise, the more we actually disconnect. The more our, our life it becomes central to the phone, the less our life becomes central to everyone else around us. And again, I'm not trying to be that guy that's like, you know, the devil. It's the devil. No, it's, it's self-control. But guess what? It's, it's hard to control an addiction. It really is. That's kind of the name of an addiction. And so... When we are addicts, we need to realize this. And so what is the answer to this crisis of noise? All right? The answer to the crisis of noise, I believe it's, well, it starts with Jesus, but, but it's being an apprentice to Jesus, doing what he did. Okay? There's a, there's a noise crisis. Well, what do I need? I need a, I need a silent intervention. I need to be away from the noise. What, what do we see? Well, I mean, if you, if you just read the Gospel of Luke, you're gonna see Jesus get away. And this isn't Jesus getting away for like, dude, let me take 10, I'll be back. I mean, some of these getaways are like a month long. Like, I'm gonna go away. I'm gonna be alone. And then what does he do when he when out of the silence, I mean, out of this wilderness, out of this place that, where he's going to build their strength being built in him is, is this, this silent time. He goes away. He's leading people to quiet places. I mean, they come back. They say, oh, man, the demons listened to us. Man, people were healed. And Jesus immediately says, all right, that's awesome. Let's go away. Now, what would be your and I's reaction we have M word, right? Momentum. Man, you gotta, we gotta keep rolling. I mean, look what's happening in this town. And Jesus says, oh, cool, let's go to another town. What? What's your game plan? Oh, all the success happened. Let's, let's leave, let's go out to the wilderness. Jesus is on to something here. I, think, I believe this. Medical professionals are on to something here. What do they tell you? Do not wake up to your phone and do not go to sleep to your phone. I had a physician's assistant tell me today, two hours before you go to bed, don't look at your phone. This is not an old, you know, oh, well, she's old school. She was my student in high school. She's not old school. She's younger than me. And she's saying, yeah, the... The problem is, and, and, and a lot of her work is in elder care. So this isn't just a teenage problem, right? This is a problem that we have, and they cannot disconnect. 
And um, in order for you to get a feel for this, I mean, John Mark in the book says, you know, hey, turn your phone off for 24 hours. Off. Not like, oh, I gotta go take a peek. I mean, off. Okay? See what happens there. And be honest with yourself. You know? No, I'm good. You know, if it's in the same room, no, I'm good. <laughs> My precious. Okay? You want to. Uh, we, have, we have friends here this morning that they used to put their phone in the middle of the table, everybody's phone, and if you were out to eat and you touched your phone, you, you bought. That is an incentive, especially if you don't have any money. Like if the plan was, I'm hoping mom and dad are going to pay tonight, <laughs> and you touch your phone, all right, not going to be good. And so we have to practice this. My, my attitude is this. If, if Jesus needed to do it, I need to do it more. And so there's silence, and there's external silence, and there's internal silence. External silence is easy. Er. External silence means this. Go out, find a place that you like to walk. And you're thinking, I don't like to walk anywhere right now in Florida. I'm not mad at you. When you walk outside and you start dripping sweat, and all you did was walk outside, I get it, okay? But find somewhere where there's quiet, right? And, oh, well, <laughs> I'll go walk, and, but I need my earbuds because I got a, you know, I got 14 podcasts. I got, I'm behind on the 12 that I subscribe to. On each of them, I'm three behind, and my friend just sent me another one and said, you know, this is gonna change your life, all right? So I gotta catch up on those. And the only reason, the only way I can catch up with them is to listen to them at two times speed, okay? And then I'll be good. And, um, and so I'll go take that walk. Or, uh, you know, an external silence is, uh, you know, it's easier to control these things. Because what you can say is, I'm not gonna take my earbuds. I'm gonna turn the notifications off of my phone. If you're going to walk out in the wilderness, can I recommend, you know, and you don't know where you are, can I recommend you take your phone for, for GPS purposes, okay? And if you have to look at it, then, you know, then look at it. But you're not out there. You're not getting notifications. You're not taking calls. Uh, because, again, what are, we, we tend to focus on the urgent and not the important. Like, everything's urgent. Well, what if I can't get a hold of you? Get in your car and come to my house, okay? Like, I'm not going to have my phone on. I'm sorry. Um, and so this, now the, the harder one is internal silence. How many of you guys know about internal noise? The story that keeps playing, the scenario that you're playing out, you know, the the images, maybe you're not like me, the images of revenge. The images of you're in line at Walmart and someone is yelling at the cashier and your image is off the candy stand, propelled by the belt, sidekick, 
Silence yourself. Treat this woman with respect. Cape is flowing. Maybe you don't get those images. I do. I, I'm sorry. I'm a creative. I'm also a weirdo, apparently. And so, but there's, there's never, there's these ongoing things. How about the, the, how about the noise where, how about this one? You know the person saw you. You know it. They looked your way, and they did not say hello to me. Oh, Rolodex, what did I do? Did I offend them? Is something wrong? Is, is our relationship, is something, you know, stewing? And what if they just did this? They just, they just looked, and they didn't see you. Early on, when I was a pastor, I'd say I'm still early on pastor. This is my fifth year. And um, early on, I used to get phone calls. And, and my first reaction was, <gasps> what is wrong? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, so much that some of my greatest friends, one of them being Steve Parker, his name would pop up, and I'm like, Now, what I know about Steve is, hey, how are you? <laughs> but what, a, what a, the internal noise and the internal story in was like, what is going on? Okay? And so just, and well, let's just be honest. Since we're being honest is I was sitting down with uh, my counselor and I said, hey, I'm dealing with this. And he's like, well, what is true what do you know to be true in those moments? So when you see those calls come in, what do you, what, how are you gonna retrain your mind to think, no, this is, we're good, all right? And in those moments, we would need to retrain our mind, right? Submit everything as unto Jesus, right? And say, God, you're in control. Take my thoughts and, and let them be your thoughts. Renew my mind, God with the things that are true. And so uh, the only answer, I believe, to this internal silence is this. It's a fancy word, multi-syllable. It's called relinquishment. And what relinquishment means is that you're letting go. Hear me here. You're not letting go of responsibility. You're not letting go of, you know, hope. You're not letting... You're literally saying, God, everything is in your hands. I cannot control the outcome, but I know this. You have me in your hand, and I have to trust that. Even when things are great and when things are not so great, you are in control. And so we relinquish these things to God. We, we relinquish the situations we relinquish the things that we don't know, and we place them in God's hands. And what we do is, over time, we realize that the internal silence begins to set in. Remember, external silence is the variables that we can control. The internal silence is the stories. The internal noise is the stories that keep going. Richard Foster as we talk about solitude, he says this in Celebrations of the Disciplines. If you haven't read that book, it will change your life. It says this, loneliness 
is inner emptiness. Solitude is inner fulfillment. And so as we talk about silence, we can't talk about silence without solitude. Solitude means that we are alone. It scares the mess out of some people. My wife could be alone a lot. Uh, a matter of fact, I have wondered, and I have told her about my wondering, if she was called to be a nun. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> no. But she wants, she needs, that's how she really like recharges, is to be alone, which is funny because I am the opposite. I am more of an extrovert, and I recharge by being around people. My wife internally processes, I externally process. You know, you might get an idea from me that is completely wacko because that's where I start. With, when I used to teach video production, I would start in some crazy candy aisle belt sidekick, and then we'd end up at some documentary about, you know, teenage phone usage. But I always have to start insane, all right? And so I... I, I, I have these ideas, and I'm like, I just trying to. I don't know what it is. I just try to get the juices flowing, okay? And so, so we're two different people. But but what I've realized over time is that it is in solitude where I find that I'm growing. It is in the intentional times when I'm silencing both the external and internal noise, when I've put away my. Phone. I mean, I, I came to a place, and this isn't a tap on the shoulder or back for me. I just came to a place about three weeks ago where I realized that I was being robbed of time with my family because I was on my phone. And what does that mean for me? For me, it meant that I just deleted Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and I got off of those things, and all of a sudden, I see my screen time crashing. Now, there's no doubt. You can fill it with other things. Amazon, it's endless. Ooh, and now I have another list, and there's another one, item over here, okay? But for me, what I found is go put it away, out of sight, out of mind, be present to the people around you. Have I perfected it? No. But what I'm encouraging you is with this. I believe that digital connection is pushing us to loneliness. Remember, Loneliness is inner emptiness. If the study is true and we see that depression rates and suicide rates are going up because we're on our phones almost constantly, then we have to say that doesn't equal connectivity, that equals lonely. And so we have to take a look at that. I think for some of us, there has to be major changes we have to say, and, I, and like I said last week, is this. I believe in the old school quiet time. And I believe calling it that is a good thing. Oh, it's so churchy. Oh, who cares? Welcome to church. <laughs> we have terms here that are churchy. Just like if you were in a biology class, they wouldn't adapt the language so that it would be more relevant to you. There's language in a biology class. And so at church, we have, we have language. We don't have to get all like, you know, blessed, blessed, too stressed. 
You know, too stressed to be blessed. All right, been there. Um, too blessed to be stressed, okay, all that stuff. That's churchy jargon. But here's what I wanna encourage you with. This week, I mean, I don't know how the breath prayers are going for you. Those prayers where we're just saying, for mine it was, you know, holy God, help me to walk in your peace. I use that a lot, right? And I don't know how those are going, but I wanna encourage you this week to experience some silence, to intentionally unplug, to put your phone away, and for some of you that means away in a drawer and off, to experience some solitude, being alone, go on a walk, look up. I have found so many times that when I look up, it's crazy. If you, who in here, raise your hand, are you going to a store after church today? You're going to a store, okay? Look up. It's crazy. I did it at Publix one time, and I was like, I never knew that stuff was there. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, that's crazy, all right? That's, it's up there. And uh, so I encourage you with that. Look up. Be present to the people around you. And again, if Jesus needs silence and solitude, so do you. And so there's no argument for that. So I want you guys to practice that this week, silence and solitude. Let's become more like Jesus. Let's do the things that he did. But before we end today, I've got to tell you something. Um, and so it's uh, not with an easy heart that I tell you this, but nonetheless, I need to tell you. Uh, we have to, sh- I have to share some news with you about some friends. Uh, Jamie and Jen Huslein, uh have decided to step away from their staff positions as youth pastors and financial administrator uh, and away from Lakeland Vineyard as they deal with a family situation. And what I would ask of you is to pray for Jamie and Jen and for God's wisdom and for peace in their lives. Um, and it is a, it is a tough loss, uh, to say the least. But as we... Um, move forward, um, we do believe that it is uh, important at our our youth, their lives are important. Um, So for a time period, an interim period, um, Jen and myself uh, will continue youth group on Wednesday night Um, because each one of the youth uh, here at Lakeland Vineyard and the kids that come from surrounding neighborhoods and friends of friends hold a very significant place in Jen and I's hearts. And also, um, Kim Britt has graciously uh, stepped forward and will be our interim financial administrator. 
um, for which I cannot tell you how extremely relieved I am for that. And I would also encourage you, can you be praying for Kim as she learns these new systems? Um, I was praying, I literally was praying the other day, God, would you just, Holy Spirit, come and, um, and do that. Fortunately, Kim is a super intelligent person, and, um, and so she will figure that out. And uh, I just want to say this. I believe it's a tough day for Lakeland Vineyard. There's no doubt. Um, but I know this, that God has called us to a mission that is greater than ourselves. And, uh, and this mission is to love God and to love people as he loved them in the Jesus way. And I believe this, that he has empowered each of those who follow him by the Spirit of God, and that he will accomplish much in and through our church. And so, if you would, um, pray with me. Father, you meet us where we are. And we thank you for who you are. So we pray for wisdom, for the Hughesline family. Pray that you would come and have your way, Jesus. And I just thank you for the things that you are doing. Pray that you would continue to move and have your way. I thank you, Jesus, that you meet us where we are. And in our mourning, and in our grieving, and in our joy, and in our laughter, you are among us. And so, Father, I pray that we would keep our eyes fixed on you and the mission that you have us on, to be ambassadors of your word, to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would come and empower each one of us as we leave these doors today, that we would leave not just to go to a store, to go have lunch, but we would leave on mission. That mission to be more like you, that people would know you. You are gracious and good. Would you come and have your way in each of us? In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God be with you as you leave here today. There's gonna be people that are gonna be here um, to pray with you about anything that might be going on in your life. Um, love you, and we'll see you next week.